I would like to share another story about a client who kept the past alive in a way that hindered her interaction with others. Ellen was an attractive divorcee in her early 50s who had difficulties interacting with others over any extended period of time. She said that she was always worried, in my book, Doing Considerable Worry, about being abandoned and gave a number of examples of relationships going sour due to her sensitivity of being left. Although most of the examples were about relationships with men, she had issues with women too, not just as often. She had been married twice and was now afraid to date because she said she did not want to get hurt again, which meant to me that she thought of herself as vulnerable. That in turn placed her in the back seat as a potential victim. I said that this issue seems to be a well-established pattern, and I asked her if she had any thoughts about when she started this sensitivity. Her immediate response, or alibi from the past, was to relate something that had happened to her when she was about four years old. Her mother was pregnant and was going to the hospital to deliver. Her father was a businessman who had to travel, and they had just moved into a new city where they did not know anybody who could take care of her during the week or ten days that her mother would be in the hospital. This occurred many years ago, before the advent of drive-through delivery. The father's solution was to take her to a convent and to have the nuns take care of her. After the mother had been checked into the hospital, the father said they were going for a visit and she would need a small suitcase with some clothes to wear. She thought this would be a festive occasion and she was encouraged to pick out a nice dress and wear her patent leather shoes. They went to dinner and afterwards her father took her to the convent. As she was relating this story, it appeared to me that she was reliving the episode all over again. She was back on the burner. When her father was leaving over her protestations, he said he would come back for her soon. The father left, and the nun that was to take care of her picked up the suitcase and asked her to come along to her room. Ellen thought her father would return soon, so she wanted to sit by the door. The nun, who was serious and part of an order, ordered her to come along now. Ellen began to cry and was resisting. To the nun, this probably looked like disobedience and stubbornness. So she spoke more harshly and tried to drag Ellen down the hall. At this point, Ellen got sick and threw up. What she remembered specifically was the vomit on her patent leather shoes. In addition, the nun made her clean up the mess. As she finished her story, she appeared flushed and said that she had just been reliving the whole episode and she thought that this was responsible for the issues she was having in her adult life. Her next question was how could she get over this negative incident? I indicated that it was part of her past and it was not necessary to get over it. However, it was important to neutralize that memory. I ventured a guess about what was happening when she began doing the feelings of abandonment. For example, the person glances at their watch and quickly says they have to go, and then they leave abruptly, 
at least her perception, or somebody has agreed to have lunch and they are late, or somebody has promised a call and there is no call. She agreed with these examples and gave a couple more. I then guessed out loud that when she next interacted with the person who was late or didn't call, she was on full alert trying to figure out whether this was legitimate or intentional and a way of distancing. To the other person, the questioning might come across as clinging or cross-examination. Not very enjoyable. The unfortunate outcome of her attempt to protect herself was to produce what she feared, another relationship on the rocks. So what could she do? I indicated that the pattern she described was well-practiced and she was likely to continue unless she added something. I asked her what would happen if she would begin to do her fear of abandonment and then look down at her shoes and realize that they were not patent leather. She seemed surprised and said something to the effect that seeing her shoes was reassuring. In my terminology, she used her freedom to interrupt her time on the burner, and that felt better immediately. Surprise! I told her that since she had a well-practiced pattern, she would have plenty of occasions to practice looking at her shoes and lessening the heaviness that she frequently brought into the interactions with others. The short version of this is lightening up. In subsequent sessions, she indicated that she was enjoying her interactions with others more, not being so serious. She was especially pleased to hear feedback that she was more fun to be with, or that she had more of a hang-loose attitude. She also was pleased that she was in charge of her feelings, so she did not need to do all the fear of being hurt, especially because she was no longer vulnerable, she was in charge of herself. Marvel has another comic strip for us, this one by Bud Blake. Two girls are playing dolls. Would you say your mom and dad have a traditional marriage? Sure, they're always arguing. Before I leave this area, I want to make a couple of comments about the nun. In line with the presets that I wrote about early on when I was discussing Dave, the homeless man, finding the money that you used to determine whether he was a sucker or a hero for turning in the money, it would appear that the nun was looking through a lens of, or preset that children should be obedient, and if they weren't, they should be dealt with firmly, if not harshly. Had she done a more nurturing preset, she would have tried to soothe the little girl who was so distraught. Same situation, both right, yet very different, depending on the eye of the beholder. Of course, if I or you had been the nun, we would have done the same as she did. 